Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Mix Podcast presented by the Local Fix Foundation. I am your host, Matt. We are here today at a shared universe, the Bellworks Studio location in Homedale, uh, Studio 2.0, I guess they call it. Uh, joining me today is uh, part owner of Coffee Corral in Red Bank, uh, Eric Robach. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this. We've been trying to schedule this forever. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like let's just you know get right into it. I mean, uh, I, I asked you to come onto the show because I am a regular at Coffee Corral. Uh, my wife and I were there quite often. Lately, it's just been me, and my wife has been sending me on errands, and I've been picking up her chai tea. Uh, but the first thing I just want to say is just you know, brown nose a little bit. You guys are my favorite spot for coffee. Period. I drink a lot of coffee every single day i'm a black coffee guy um but your whole vibe the whole store the location um it's just always so welcoming and so great the people you have working there it's wonderful um and obviously of course your product is amazing (laughs) uh thank you very much uh the one thing that we do try to pride ourselves on is everyone can go into a coffee shop service is the utmost importance uh having a good product really kind of sells itself yeah, it absolutely does. Um, so, so I want I want to ask a little bit about the the history. I actually saw you know on Instagram a couple of days ago, you guys had posted celebrating nine years um, in that location, and you had told a little story about how when you uh, started it, people you know thought you were crazy. So, um, I'd, I'd love I'd love to hear the story because you know, truth be told, I think you are in you know you're in Red Bank, but you're you're definitely not like on the main drag. But your spot is is cool though, you know. So tell me a little about about the story. How'd you guys got started? Uh, so we are well. Originally, we were on the corner of Bergen and Shrewsbury Ave. Uh, now that has changed, and now it's Doctors James Parker Boulevard. Uh, the property started off as a barbershop, a candy store, uh, so there was always a lot of love in the building itself. Uh, Coffee Corral came about in roughly 2011, the idea came about uh, and came to fruition uh in April of 2012, uh, as, um, well, let's say this, it's, it's nice to know who we're talking about here. So we call him the big guy, the chairman of the board. Uh, <laughs> I also call him my father-in-law, uh, Russ, uh, Russ Crossan. Uh, it was his construction office before Coffee Corral. Really? So it was his construction office since 1990, and what he would do is he had it, uh, the economic downturn came. He had a tenant in there at the time. Uh, the guy ended up not paying, leaving overnight, and, and uh, Russ is a general contractor by trade, and so he, when he was bidding work, he wasn't able to uh, win these public bids. He had to do something to to keep it going, and uh, that's how Coffee Corral came about. He says, I'm going to roast coffee, something that everyone needs. Uh, and like you were saying, everyone thought they were crazy. The west side of town, yeah, mid early uh, 2010s, you're nuts. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the guy's a genius, right? <laughs> guy's a genius. I'll say that. I like I thank him so much uh, for a lot of things, but I got to give it to him. Uh, if it wasn't Coffee Cry, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys right now. I would probably be uh, either living in Texas or living in Chicago. Oh, so that so that's actually how you met Cortland. Uh, I was uh, so I started off uh, as a customer, uh, 2013, 2014. No way! I actually got a gift card, one of the original to-go mugs from an ex-girlfriend's mother for Christmas one year, 
And that, so like, I'll show her. I'll be like, this is, how, this is how deep I am. Uh, I've had an account for many years before. And then I would say September of 16, uh, Cortland was training for a half marathon. And she knew that I ran because a friend of ours, uh, Joe Durso from uh, Kitch Organic, uh, put us in touch and said, hey, you guys might get along. And one thing led to another. We went on one date. And now we've been married for a year. That's amazing. That's yeah. like the plot of a movie. You're a customer at the coffee shop, and now he is. I'll always say this, too. I, I, I didn't ask her out. She asked me out. <laughs> I'll say that I had nothing to do with it. I just, I just went for the coffee. I knew if I messed this up, I, where am I going to go? Rook or another uh, competitor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, and so uh, luckily now uh, things turned, and uh, – global pandemic and now right? here we are man now would she agree with that statement that you, oh yeah that she... 100 <laughs> yeah 100 that's she funny me, yeah yeah she, she, she has to agree with that <laughs> that's funny because i always tell people my, my wife and i jackie um we met at at work my very first job both of our first jobs out of college i'm a few years older than her um i hired her to her first job um i was supervising this call center at the time um, and she came in for a job, just like a lot of people in call centers, like they just wanted a job, you know, getting out of college, like whatever. Um, and I and I hired her, and I remember my, my boss said to me at the time, she goes, my boss goes, you're not allowed to date her. I'm like, I, I have no intention, fingers crossed behind my back, because obviously I did. I started, it was, I, it, interestingly enough, it was all kind of based around coffee too. I started, I would bring you know, coffee to her in the morning, like her vanilla latte, whatever it was, you know, that she that she liked. But I was trying to be careful about it because I was like, oh, why is the boss only bringing her coffee? So I had to tiptoe around that. But then she ended up leaving for another job, and then the rest is history. But <laughs> and now you guys have been married uh, about over a year now. Yeah, no, we've we've been married. Uh, tw- uh, when we get married, twenty seventeen. Okay. I probably shouldn't have stumbled over I that. Because I know but, yeah. Jackie uh, by her maiden name, and then one day she came in. And she goes, "I have to change my name." Yes. And I was like, "Oh, congratulations." Yep. Yeah, so that I was that was actually because she um um because I, I told her I was like, "I don't care if you change your name," you know. And she's like, "I want to do it for you." I was like, "I don't care. I want to do it for you." Okay, fine, do it. So <laughs> so she finally did it. Um, because like you know, I, I had no idea. It's a pain in the ass to do that. Uh, I got caught in. Uh, so we went to the courthouse. We did everything. Uh, so we got married March fourteenth yeah. of twenty twenty. Uh, so when the Monday was, uh, what, the 16th, we went to the courthouse and all we could think about was the pandemic. What are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, what's the business going to do? Are we going on the honeymoon to Tahiti? We didn't go on the honeymoon to Tahiti. Uh, and then Portland forgot to change her name. So now it's been like a, a contention of like, who's who? Like, yeah. Like, now it's, it's funny too, where people have like different names or like, are they married? Are they not married? And like, I make a point. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I would always I would joke with Jackie. I would say, you no, know, I don't care if you change your name. I was like, but if you do, I was like, you'll get a lot of people that give you the same compliment they give me. Oh, my God, that's such a cool-ass name because I never get tired of hearing that. Yeah, my last name's not that cool. Uh, I also got to give it to my wife where uh, she's very much professional, and that is her name. And yeah. she'll always go by it. Right, uh, exactly. As long as you don't say, no, I'm not Mrs. Rolbach. Like, hey, I don't care. Exactly. The one thing I told my wife, I said, I said, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't hyphenate. I was oh. like, don't hyphenate our two last names. That's the only thing I'm not going to go for. <laughs> we went to, we just uh, refinanced and the the bank came back and had her, my name and her last name on it. Yeah. And I was like, I, no, <laughs> she was dealing with a lot of it. I was like, we got to change this. Yeah, exactly, That's man. That's not going to fly. So, so is the, so the building uh, where, where you guys are, did that lend any inspiration to the name Coffee Corral? Because I personally think that that 
particular building, the brick structure of the building, just lends itself to that kind of name. Like, it's just, you look at it, you're like, yeah, okay, I see it. <laughs> uh, my wife's a, a big horse rider. Oh, okay. So my wife has loved horses. She's got a retired horse down in Virginia. She has, uh, she rides in Cold Snack. Uh, that is where the the horses, the corral came Yeah, from. very cool. That's yeah. awesome. So speaking of stories, I want to know, because I think I, I, I posted this the other day too, about the giant roaster that you have in there. Did that recently just kick the bucket? Did I read that no. correctly? Or okay, no, no, that uh, again. Uh, so we have uh, it's a very unique spot where the we only have so much room, so we kind of have to make do with what we have. Uh, and depending on how the, the the rain will come in, it might get into the drain. So oh, okay. What happened was I had to call in the big guy, the chairman of the board, my father-in-law, <laughs> to help me kind of finagle some stuff and uh, and show Junior yeah. how, to, how to take the flywheel off so I can properly clean the roaster. <laughs> well, where'd you get that thing? Uh, it's, it's American-made, uh, Stephen Dietrich, uh, and it is, it is the largest roaster of that size. So that, it's, the, it's their IR series. It's a 12-kilo, uh, you could roast... It's 26 pounds, so the right. next larger roaster from there, next size up, is a 75-pound. Wow. So unless you're doing huge amounts of coffee, uh, it's nice for us because I'll roast uh, 18 pounds three, four, five times, but I could also go all the way down to like three, four, five pounds uh, with a 75-pound roaster. You can't you can't do that. It's just big weight all day. Yeah. Wow. That Yeah, like that's my – one of my, you know, I talked about walking in. That one of my favorite things is walking in and just seeing that thing. It's just like you're right into it. It's right there. It's so cool to see. It makes the whole place smell incredible. Uh, it's so nice. Uh, we just did a whole cleaning on it, so it's uh, it's back up to it's back up to running to full strength. Um, I had to do a little calibration, but it's uh, honestly, man, it's like the it really is fun roasting, and it's like. It really incorporates a lot of things that I love to do. You get to work on the computer. It's a, a machine that you have to oil and clean. Yeah. Uh, but it also is like it's a marathon session. There's sometimes where I'm roasting five, six, seven hours consistently, wow. and you have to mentally stay in it. Uh, if one thing goes wrong, I could you could lose the whole roast. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit more about the actual roasting process because you know, like, like I said, I'm a I'm not a, something of a coffee connoisseur. Like I, I know a lot about the you know the beans and the origins, and I can certainly tell you what's good and what's crap coffee. But I I know that there is um you know like when I when I buy beans from you guys and I, and I roast them at home, I buy the whole beans and I grind them up and I put them in my usually in my French press or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that my Roasting, like what I'm doing at home, is totally different than when I get a cup of coffee from you guys. So, like, how does that all work? That's one thing uh, I really don't know about. Well, let's say this. Uh, let's get terminology correct. You're brewing at home. Right. Good you're point. Not roasting. Right. Because uh, I think you say roasting. I think you're taking my beans that are already roasted, and then you're putting them in a stovetop, <laughs> and you're, like, heating them up a little bit. And they're, like – and then that's the – because we have those people that come in, they want to buy green beans, and they just want to pop it on the stove or do a little home, whether it's a uh, a sample or a little little one kilo. Yeah. Um, but uh, how should I divulge into this? Uh, so let's do this. So we get coffees from all over the world. Uh, single origin. We blend some of them, but we only do uh, – Grade the, the the highest grade. Some of the stuff we have are micro lots where uh, a farm in let's say Costa Rica will only have maybe an acre, and we'll buy that because we think that's the Costa Rican that's best. 
who are we? We don't know mm-hmm. anything. I just honestly, it's at some point, it's uh, to go back to what you said. It's it's the atmosphere. It's the water. Yeah. It's the the vibe. It's the the mood you're in today. It's the barista that poured the drink. So there's a whole. It's not just coffee in the cup. There's a lot of love and everything else that goes into it that makes it what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, that's that, awesome. I mean, I, I I love stuff like that because you know we were we were chatting before um, we we started the podcast and you know for for years um, I. I would primarily only like do my coffee at home. I didn't like because I drink coffee every single day, usually two cups. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm not going to spend money on, on coffee every single day. You know, I got got a lot at home going on. But like when I do want to go out and get coffee, um, you know, I would I would maybe go to Starbucks. I would go to Rook. I would always try to like find like local places or whatever. Um, and truth be told, you know, I have a couple of friends that work for Starbucks, so they'll yell at me for saying this. I don't think Starbucks coffee, like just their coffee, is all that good. Like, if I'm just being honest, I, I really don't think it's all that great. Um, and for the longest time, uh, Jackie is not a coffee drinker. You know, she gets, like, the chai latte and other drinks from you guys. Um, she would always go to Starbucks, and I would just go out there and, like, kind of get coffee there. But I never really enjoyed it, you know? And then one day she 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 was actually the one that discovered Coffee Corral. Um, and she was like, I'm going to give this place a try. And she came back, and she was, like, absolutely hooked on it. And I was like, oh, let me let me get the coffee a try. And I tried it. I was, I was like, this, like, really is so much better than a lot of the stuff I've had around here, even some of the other local spots. Um, so what, what was my point with this? Oh, that's kind of what got us turned on to it because, you know, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to coffee. Um, like As you I, should be. Yeah, exactly. As you should be. I, I, I see people with Dunkin' Donuts coffee sometimes, and I'm just like, I, you know, I kind of – Look up at them and listen. Like, what are you doing? Just come on now. <laughs> uh, Why even bother? <laughs> one, one of my favorite things is when someone comes in and says, "I don't want a bitter coffee. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like this coffee because it's bitter." And you're like, "Coffee is inherently bitter. Yeah, <laughs> it is a bitter like. I don't. That's like, the starting point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. Or someone's like, "I don't like it acidic." And you're like, "All right, well, like, oh, yeah. coffee's acidic. Yeah. That's like I want a beer that's not carbonated. Well, <laughs> or, you're drinking the wrong booze." Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's like non-alcoholic, but we have, uh, we actually have some nice decafs on on board. Yeah, you know what? I that me- we have a new Mexican decaf, and it could be my favorite coffee in the store. Really? Uh, I'll just say this though: I'm a big Central American uh, medium roast fan. Yeah. So light medium. Uh, and again, I, I married my wife, and in the in my vows was for a love of Costa Rican coffee and heavy cream. <laughs> three things that she got me on. One was I could pu- I could pull up and park. If I had to walk 10, 15 feet, fine. Yeah. But there's always a parking spot. Two, I love the Costa Rican. And three, she was only one of the spots that had heavy cream. That's You know, I never really paid attention to that because I usually get my coffee black, but I do notice that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And that's another, I love the fact that I can just pull up to your, to your place and not have to – like there's always parking. Even if I got to walk, you know, 100 feet, it's still right there. <laughs> uh, it, that is – and then if you don't too, we – I mean we don't have an app. We don't – you can call us. You can text yeah, cool. us. Yeah. We have house accounts, which make your life and our life even easier. Oh, my God. We have a bunch of people that say, like, you know what? I don't want to come in anymore. We'll, I'll run your coffee out to you. No problem. Yeah. My, you're, it's the, not a big building. I'll, I'll run it out in the rain. The I'll house account is, like, my favorite feature because for some place that I go regularly, I, my, my buddies and I have actually been talking about uh, – the Asbury Park distilling mm-hmm. um, in, in Asbury Park, obviously. My friends and I, we go there every Tuesday um, as part of another podcast I do, uh, Talking Tacos. And our first stop before we go eat tacos at Loterias, we always go to Asbury Park distilling. And we've been there every single Tuesday since 
roughly July. Um, so we know the owners now. We know you know Casey, the bartender, whatever. Anyway, my the point is that um, he they're starting to they're going to get some technology to enable house accounts, and <laughs> my friends and I are both excited and terrified because it's like you know just settle up at the end of the month and just yeah just two more cocktails. It's fine. It's fine. Well, <laughs> I mean that's the gift and the curse. So we'll do. We have it both ways. Uh, I've been I've worked at some places that they settle up at the end of the month and you get a bill and you're like oh man that bill <laughs> that hurts. So like, yeah, I drank a lot of coffee. People <laughs> don't want to see that. Or but it's also Excuse me. What we'll do is uh, we have uh, a prepaid account. Right. So for every 35 you put on, an increment of 35 will give you $5, dollars $15 uh, in correspondence. Uh, so basically it equals a free drink. Yeah. So for every 35 it's a free drink, and uh, and it's just easy use. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. Like I just – it's no muss, no fuss when I come in there. I really enjoy it. Um the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, I, I love this thing you've been doing on your social lately uh, with the regulars. Uh, um, like that's such a cool oh, idea. Man, that is biting us in the butt. Oh really? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many regulars like people come in and like let's say let's time frame. We open it. We're open every day six to six. Yeah. By ten a.m., we could see a hundred, two hundred people. Yeah. And everyone, any one of those could be a regular. <laughs> And there's only 52 weeks in a year. So now some people, we've had it multiple times. Like, how come I'm not a regular? Oh, how come I'm not this? Stop. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, like, like Matt, for you, how do you say you're not a regular? Yeah. When there's like 10 other people that are like, this person's been there since day one. Literally, yeah. he was the first customer. We still have our first customer who comes in. Uh, like, how do you not call him like yeah. a regular? How is he not on there? Uh, and you know what it is? It's a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the male patrons' wives that come in be like, "How come my husband's here all the time? How come he's not on?" And so, and we're, we started wondering. I'm like, "Well, is it like are they telling them they're coming here? Yeah, doing something else? Like this is my like five minutes of freedom." Oh my god! So that's like it's. But we're we're getting guys. We're we love all our regulars. Uh, and again, if you're a, what I consider a true regular, if I can just give you someone's name and you know what they're getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's too funny. I never even really thought about that as a possibility, but I could totally see that. Like, well, why am I not featured? I'm here. I'm here three times a week. Yeah. Well, that guy's here seven times a week. You know, like uh, we have a Bob Wood who's come. He's he just comes and he gets a medium house with cream. So now with that, someone if someone orders a large or a, a small, I go. Let me get a, a large Bob Wood. Let me get a small Bob Wood. And it's like <laughs> that is you're a true regular. If we're, we're like making things off, and I'll tell you, man, we have a lot of fun. Now I'm even just thinking about it. It's a lot of no, that's lot great. Of, yeah, lot, that's awesome, that man. Yeah, yeah see, see, and see that that for me would be like the truest honor because like my, my, we we very subtly hint to our friends at the distillery every week. We're like. Can you just name a drink after us? Because their drinks have very cool names. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but they're very mm-hmm. like unique, different names. Um, and we're like, you know, just, just name a drink after us. That's all we want. Like, <laughs> it'd be the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, this is the Talking Tacos drink. I don't care what you put in it. Just name it. <laughs> uh, we have the Death Mud. Really? The Death Mud is. Uh, what is that? Uh, Rich Barry. Rich Barry uh, drinks the Death Mud, a Sumatra with chicory and a shot of espresso in it. What's chicory? Chicory is. Uh, Chicory adds flavor. It's in the New Orleans. It's a root. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I, I I recognize the name. Okay. So he drinks that with. Yeah, that sounds like mud. Uh, it's 
it's not for the faint of heart, and you better have a strong stomach. Yeah, I can, I can, I can. I'm already getting the rumbles just, <laughs> just thinking about it. Holy crap! Oh, add, add some heavy cream on that too. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, one and done. I had one in my life, and I'll never have another one. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine even having one. I feel, I, I, I feel like I'd be full. Like, uh, shout out, Rich Barry. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so uh, the um. Do you guys have more plans for? I know you got this vendor village thing coming up in a couple of weeks, which I'm going to be there for, and I'm very excited. Um, and maybe I just don't pay attention enough, but I feel like you've only recently started to like use that that side space there a little bit when the weather's nice, and I absolutely this, love it. This could be our fourth vendor okay, village. Okay, so I'm just not really that paying attention. So much. we've <laughs> had yeah, so we've had it. Uh, we've had it before the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic really brought out, we always used the space, but we didn't optimize it. Uh, now we've, we've added some seating. We put a path through. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, we're going to do a corral garden where we're going to have, uh, you know, all the kids, man, all the influencers, they want to take photos. So we're going to say, Hey, we got the space. We're going to, we're going to do some stuff that you guys can come on over and take some photos. That is such a genius idea. My, my wife will be there. <laughs> she's, oh, she, she will. She'll want she a place will. to take pictures. Yeah. Cause I remember I had the, the first time I really noticed that you guys using that space was, um, kind of like around this time last year when I was already sick of not going outside enough and the weather was just starting to get nice. And I came to pick up some coffee and I just noticed there were some chairs out in the side and, and people were just kind of sitting and it was a beautiful, sunny, like Saturday morning. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and, and, and drink my coffee like on this Saturday morning. And it was just, it was so relaxing and so chill. And I came back there the other day, you guys had some, you guys, guys playing a, um, acoustic music. And I was like, I was like, this is the greatest. I was like, this is like, this is what I live for. Just this chill vibe. Like <laughs> that's how it, uh, so th- the major events that we had, uh, pre pandemic was, uh, the Easter egg hunt always. Mm-hmm. And then a pumpkin patch. So we would uh, just go get a bunch of pumpkins and put them out for the kids, and then they can come. They can paint them. Um, again, my wife. This is all my wife. She's a genius. She is. Uh, I can. I'll, I'll punt to her as much as I can because <laughs> it's like she deserves all the credit that she gets. Um, but the the space. I mean, really, it's even as of last year we had a. Uh, the fall festival that we added a petting zoo and pony rides. Yeah, I saw and, that. And then we brought it back for the Easter scavenger hunt this year. Uh, and then we added cotton uh, petting zoo, pony rides, music, cotton candy. Uh, today I'm working on uh, music for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, in the summer, we already have Sunday acoustics. Is, nice. Uh, that's, uh, that started last year. That's going to keep going. Um can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but uh, he's great. Yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, just Gary thinking. Wright. It was his name Gary, Gary Wright. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my uh, a friend of mine, Christian, he does a lot of acoustic music. I feel like he'd be like awesome for that kind of thing. He's just like very much that vibe. I'm a little too big for a pony ride, I think, but uh, I'll still come to uh, check it out. <laughs> pass, pass along uh, Christian's info because I could use someone. Dealing oh, yeah? With, I definitely with, will. Yeah, dealing with these musicians is tough, man. <laughs> I got to. <laughs> I got a full-time job, and we use uh, – I signed up for Gig Salad, uh, and these guys, like, hit me up. I, I, they put something on the internet within, like, five minutes and, like, yeah. hitting me up and complaining that I'm not 
to, like eat, getting back to them right away where I'm trying to like roast coffee. And, yeah, like, you're like, yo, relax, man. Just everybody, everybody, everybody thinks they're the most important person in the world. And not to say that they aren't, uh, but just don't get offended when I'm when right. I have other things to do and I don't know who you are and you shouldn't be texting my personal phone and. Yeah, like don't take it personally. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny though. Yeah, because uh, Christian, um, I, I see him every Wednesday at uh, Red Tank Brewing where I do trivia where Rich, um, who one of your baristas, he's there every week with his friends. Um, so, yeah, it's all like it's all connected. <laughs> you know, <It's laughs> uh, we don't since you guys switched from Sundays to Wednesdays, it's uh, it's kind of tough because now he is off on Wednesdays. So he just goes plays. But other than that, he'd come in Monday and we'd have a whole discussion on it. But now I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Some of them are like some of the topics are like well, it was always like a, a recap of the topics and how'd you do yeah. it? it was like oh we got second we got this yeah it, you know it, it was funny because like you know I had been doing it there for um for like a whole year um before the the pandemic hit um and it used to be I was I was technically employed by this company and they would write all the questions um because you know like I don't have time to come up with eight rounds of trivia <laughs> you know like every single week um but you know just going to host for a couple of hours is no big deal uh, but then obviously when the pandemic hit and all the bars were closed that the whole company that's all those bar trivia so like, what the hell are we gonna do now um so then once the outdoor space started opening up again that company wasn't really up and running yet they were still kind of on sleep mode um but john the owner mm -hmm. of red tank he texted me he's like hey like you know we have all this outdoor space now he's like do you want to bring trivia back like we'll do sunday night in the summer outdoor and i was like hell yeah i was like but you know he's like the company is not really doing much right now. So for a brief while there, I was writing all eight rounds of trivia and making the, the picture rounds and stuff. And, you know, like Sunday was was a lot of fun, especially in the summer and like being just outside. And I had I had a goal. Like my goal for Sunday trivia was, um, you know, because we were outside and I had the PA um, and I don't really pull any punches when it comes to trivia. I constantly, you know, mock the people that are there and just like, you know, we're all friends. But I give them a hard time and it's just a bunch of like dick and fart jokes. Like, you know, I have stupid humor. Um, so my goal was to uh, annoy the people eating at Teak just down the street because they were all eating outside at the time. And I would try I would try so hard. I, oh, I, I just wanted someone to walk over and be like, hey, can you shut up? Like, <laughs> you're really – I'm trying to enjoy a nice, quiet Sunday dinner. But it never happened. So I guess I got to try harder this year. But before too long, we'll be going – we'll be doing indoor and outdoor trivia at the same time um, because, you know, in the next, I don't know, month or so, they're going to allow that open – that sidewalk space you know to open back up in red bank um so we'll have indoor and outdoor going and i'll be running back and forth in both but yeah it's, it's a lot of fun I, I i can't wait but I, I i tried so hard so hard and it didn't work it's <laughs> <laughs> always hey like you said you always get next year yeah exactly right um so i have so i have a question that I, I'm, I'm very curious about um you know you, you were talking a little bit about the the beans and the you know single origin and whatnot how is it or, or, or is it difficult at all? Like, what is the process of sourcing some of those beans? Because I've, I've read a lot, you know, about how challenging it can be for, for small, independent, locally owned coffee shops um, to, to find quality beans and quality product because places like Starbucks just have a monopoly over, like, all of Central America, you know, for those kind of things. But, I mean, you guys get – I mean, your beans are, are fantastic. So I'm curious, like, do you ever run into – to trouble with that? Like, is it difficult? What's that whole process look like? Uh, we got to remember that it's a crop. There's there's growing seasons. Um, depending on the coffee, uh, we'll do futures or forwards on the on the coffees to make sure that we have. What's that mean, you do futures? Uh, so basically, we'll... Uh, so let me re retract before I even get there. <laughs> um, 
how to find good coffee. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. How do yeah. you how do you find good coffee? Uh, do you hop a plane to Costa Rica and you make a deal with somebody, one of the farmers, and then are you going to import? All the coffee, so then you got to get all the taxes and all the right uh, bureaucratic BS. Hey, Christian, do you remember just uh, all the bureaucratic uh, bureaucratic BS, or are you just going to go to someone like a Royal New York who is an importer? Okay. Um, luckily, in New Jersey, we live by a port where most of the coffee yeah. comes in. Uh, it'll come in here on the West Coast. Uh, Texas in Houston, and then there's a a warehouse in like Minnesota for some reason. Uh, probably because of Cargill. Yeah, okay. Uh, Cargill is a big food uh, company, and I would say that that is the the reasoning behind it. Um, so the importer. So we're in a, a a great place to now. Lucky for me, again, my wife's a genius. She's had a great relationship uh, with Royal New York. Uh, over the past uh, last week was nine years for us. So over the past nine years that she's been able to build a relationship, uh, he, the the importer knows what we like. He knows what we don't like. Uh, he so again, uh, futures or forwards. So uh, if you want a coffee, you like the Costa Rica. So the Costa Rica we get it has a growing season. So what do you do when it's not in that growing season? Coffee only lasts so long. Yeah, you can only get so much out of it so what we'll do is we'll we'll keep it with the importer we'll pay a, a vig if you will to mm-hmm. hey listen i need i don't i can't run it out of that costa rica and it's too popular i'll take 10 bags for the next year uh so if so if that's the if that's the case we'll, we'll monitor hey you got four left uh but we'll do that for all our big coffees the brazils the sumatras right. because you don't want to run out of uh out of the big guys uh so we'll buy we'll buy futures on it uh, some of the other stuff, uh, like a, we always have trouble. We're always switching an organic, medium decaf roast. Okay. It seems like for some reason we always get a, a Maya, a Peru. Uh, right now we have the Mexican decaf. Like I said before, it could be my favorite coffee in the store. Um, but we will, we will basically. It's the growing season. Always hard to get one, but. We'll switch. We have about what? Uh, let's say ten to fifteen coffees. And yeah. So let's say at least ten of them are, are solid. We're, we're not getting rid of them. It's the same coffee year in year out. But then it gives you the liberty that we got five to play with. That's so, my favorite. So we'll like last month was uh, March was uh, National Women's Month. So what we did, we are a women-owned coffee shop. We went out and bought a Honduras. That was that, so good. That was grown by a, a, a woman-owned farm in in Honduras, and. Uh, <laughs> And it, honestly, man, I wish that all coffee sold as good as that Honduras bag. Yeah, man, that you couldn't keep that on the shelf. I I, I remember I, I came in the one day and uh, it was it was actually uh, uh, it, it was a Euro quote. And I can't remember who said it to me. They were like, "Try this and like like try it now before it's gone." Because and I and I bought a bag and I drank it in like, like a week. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, that might be the white whale mm-hmm. for me. That mm-hmm. might be my white whale. Like I, I'll, I'm always like, I'll always be searching for that. Yeah, man, it was so good. It was so good, and I love just like the subtle pink on the packaging you did. Like it was so nice. It was for women. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. beautiful. Uh, again, my wife's a genius. Right? She really is. She really is, man. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know what she sees in me. <laughs> it's not like I'm like super funny. I'm not like really tall. I don't have a ton of money. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. 
But uh, I guess it's because I get I, she, I get up at 5 a.m. to go open the coffee shop up. Yeah, exactly, so right? So she doesn't have to. Yeah, exactly. But she did it for many years. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was curious. The, 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 the coffee beans you're talking about, kind of like, like when you get a – Raw bean is that the term? I guess right. Green bean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, what's like the the shelf life on that? Like, how like how quickly do you got to make sure you're you're turning stuff over so that you know it doesn't go bad, so to speak? Um, because I don't think I've ever actually, to be truth be told, I don't think I've ever seen a green bean. I've only ever seen coffee beans that have been roasted. Sometimes I find them in my pants. <laughs> like there's like a, uh, for everyone who can't like sand it, at the beach, like sand at the beach. Uh, so I, I uh, I'm one of those new wave kids that like to roll their pants because I get uh, hot ankles and sweat a lot. Uh, so every now and then I'm always like a bean will fall out here yeah. and there. Um, I really like it's, it's a new wave kid. That's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so a green bean, uh, it's got a shelf life of. A solid six months. Okay. Solid. That's, that's good. That's longer so, than I would have like, guessed. Can, and you could push it a year. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, uh, a green coffee is porous. So right. it, it's it got to be temperature controlled because it'll take in moisture and it'll, like, even the, the burlap sacks that we have, they're, they're porous and just yeah. lets, a, lets a lot of moisture in. Yeah, because I, I, I was trying to think, like, I, I feel like I should have seen a green bean at some point because my wife and I took a trip to Costa Rica um, a couple of years ago. And one of the, like, little adventure days we did, one of the things was they took us through, a like, a brewing process on this, like, Costa Rican homestead. Um, and I the one thing that really sticks out to me, and I can't remember what it was even the purpose of it was, they had, like, a, um, like a cow walking around. Um, you know, like washing, washing thing. That's what I, like. I, I can remember what it was. I, I vividly yeah. remember the gal walking around. I remember it. what it was. Um, yeah, and they walked us through the whole process of like roasting the beans and like how they did the coffee and like a little bit of sugar they put in. Costa Rica is like a big thing. And um, I, I bought my friend this little like single use pour over thing because you know, he's big on coffee too. He used to work at Starbucks, um, and it was just like, it was just such a cool experience watching that whole thing i'm out we're out like the 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 mountains and the in like the the hills you know in costa rica right before we did zip lining and a bunch of other shit um it was so cool it was so much fun that that little trip just to look at the zip lining going over the you've done zip lining before no uh not since a kid oh man as a, as a kid you did it oh man backyard backyard zip lining <laughs> nice that's awesome <laughs> now the one uh what was i gonna say with yours uh go ahead no, 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 no. Yeah, I was just gonna say we were talking about about Costa Rica and just like the 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 whole experience of seeing some of that stuff firsthand. It's like I, it's just like a whole different ball game because you know we were talking before about like the Dunkin' Donuts thing, and it's like it's it's one of those things where it's been like Americanized three bean blend, Colombian. What's that? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, is it's that what three, it is? The three bean Colombian blend. That sounds like it should be better than it actually is. It's not a bad coffee. Yeah. It's not a bad coffee. Uh, it'll it'll score 84, 85. Really? It's a good coffee. See, you know what? It's probably because I've never actually drunk – I've never actually, like, had it black. Uh, that's how I feel like you get the real my, flavor. My belief – again, this is my personal idea you could – is the brewing method. I think that okay. – I don't – I think that there's too much water in it. I don't think they're using enough coffee to water ratio. That actually makes a lot of sense because I've definitely been on like friends trips, you know, where you're in an Airbnb and the only thing you have to make coffee is those little like Mr. Coffee pots or whatever. And if I let my friend make it, they're doing 
two scoops of coffee to like 12 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm doing 12 but, scoops yeah. of coffee to about five ounces of water, you know? like <laughs> uh, I'm very lucky that I roast coffee, but my wife won't let me drink the good stuff. We get, uh, we'll drink the... <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah, I'll drink the uh, the lower end. But again, all our stuff isn't lower end, but like a nice Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> 60% of the world's coffee. Nice Brazil. <laughs> Is that really 60% of oh, the world's yeah. coffee? Yeah. I never knew that. That's fascinating. Yeah, I got yeah. all these fun, stupid facts, right? Life about coffee. Yeah, I mean, like, like you know, to me, the, the the to me, like, like we were talking a little bit before, like the world of coffee. I think is just one of the most fascinating things in the entire world because it's, you know, like it's it's so for a very long time it felt like it was such an Amer- an Americanized thing. You know, when you think about like you know you go to the grocery store and you buy like your Folgers or whatever your Maxwell House, you know, um, and that doesn't feel as craft or as delicious as going to a place like yours or buying beans like that and making it yourself and i think there's just like this art to it that a lot of people don't you know it's like oh it's my fuel in the morning it's like yeah it's like you know i i I don't drink like i don't drink my coffee in the morning because i need the caffeine i drink my coffee in the morning because i like the flavor of it i like the part of it and the caffeine is just an added benefit i have a freakishly unnatural amount of normal energy anyway so i don't really need the caffeine you know but <laughs> like i'm a morning person life. like you you know like so <laughs> yeah i get i get much more done by i say by about nine ten o'clock by 11 o'clock basically my day's done yeah like i'm done with the rush i got like a <laughs> 2 30 to 5 30 rush and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do more before seven than most people. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I can I'm totally still, relate. Like, we, we talked about uh, trying to find the time. Uh, it's hard for me to do anything between six and six because that's when we're open and that's when we're working. So, like, I'm, I'm like, like, do I get up at four? Yeah. Because I got to start taking care of the dogs around five, five fifteen, uh, and then be out of the house by about five forty to get to Coffee Crowd yeah. by six and pick up bagels. What kind of dogs do you have? Uh, I got uh, two miniature pinchers. One uh, we had since a pup, and then uh, we just got another one two months ago. That's awesome. From uh, what is it? The uh, the Maine Society out in Tampa okay, Coast. nice. Yeah, my uh, my dog is. Um, we got him from a, a shelter in Woodbridge, I think. Um, he's the laziest dog in the entire world. He's a, he's a pit lab mix, which is surprising oh. that he's so lazy. Uh, he's the cutest thing in the entire world, but he is just like he. I, I always joke him and Jackie are on the same schedule because I'm the morning person. Like I, I'm up very early and I'm doing stuff, and I always have to like try to be quiet because if I let Jackie, she'll she'll sleep until ten o'clock in the morning. She is not a morning person at all, so she always gets mad at me. But her and my dog are on the same schedule. My dog, like even if I try to get him to like wake up and go out in the morning, second like female, he'll be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, unless he like has to pee, he's like. Nah, I'm just going to chill here. Just, I know. got the complete opposite, man. I got uh, <laughs> two dogs that are up, and typically uh, the two rabbits that we have, they wake us up because they'll start throwing things around at like five and change because they want to <laughs> get fed. Uh, I'm very lucky that uh, the horses that my – one is retired in in Virginia, another one's in Colts Neck, so I don't have anything to do with those guys, Yeah, which is nice. Have you ever, have you ever tried riding horses? Ever- uh, I've ridden three times now. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Not to say that it's not for me. It's just that uh, it's very difficult for me to, like, I don't know what I'm doing, and my wife is exceptionally good at it, where she could just, like, she flicks her finger and she's galloping, and I can't even make them trot. Yep. The fact that I know uh, those terminologies, 
I'm okay with it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the exact same way. We, uh, we, we rode some horses in Costa Rica as part of one of the things we did, and I, and like I enjoyed it, but like you know, I'm not gonna say that I rode the horse as much as the horse was just he was driving and I was just kind of chilling there. I'm like, you, you go wherever you want to go. And I'm that's just... the wrong thing to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's the wrong, I, like, uh, I've been on a high, uh, one as a kid and then twice when we went to Hawaii. Yeah. So one on North shore of Oahu and then the other, the big Island, Exactly. big Island was sweet. And this guy, like I had no, I was the worst one out of the whole group, man. <laughs> That's so like yeah. Not to say that I had to be good at everything, but I just can't suck so bad. I know. Yeah, like I like I I got I got I was able to like steer my horse pretty well, but like when if he wanted to go a little bit faster, I'm like I ain't gonna stop you. I don't know how. So you you go. You want to get the front of the pack? I'm, I'm cool. I'll tell you where to go. But that's all I got. <laughs> uh, my wife jumps them. She like, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. She like jumps. I kill go, myself. Like all summer <laughs> now, we uh, we're gonna be going to horse shows, and I'm gonna be. Uh, it's funny that you can equate uh, horse girls are like truck guys. And I love I, I love trucks, man. That is the best analogy. Yeah. So that we that's why we get along really well. Yeah. And and you need sweet trucks for horses. Like my yeah. Like if like I yeah I'll trailer a horse. I get a diesel truck out of it. Sure. I'll trailer you anywhere you want to go. You want to go to Florida in the winter? I'll trailer it down there. No problem. It's funny. One of, one of my one of my good friends. They were they they just recently bought a big Airstream, and it was like you know it's like oh you want to buy an Airstream? Well guess what? I gotta buy this sweet new 2020 pickup truck to also carry mm-hmm. that Airstream. It's like you know, giving you take. That's it. That's awesome. So, so tell me what's um, you know if, if there if there is something if you guys have thought about this, talking like what's what's next for for Coffee Corral? You guys gonna just keep on doing what you're doing? You got any big ideas? You can like secret sauce you can share? Um, well, we had uh, we got approval from the town of Red Bank to expand. We were gonna okay. do we were well we were gonna this is the best thing that we never did so far. Um, we were the original. The building where it is right now, that would stay. That would be a, that was going to be a strictly a roasting facility. Yep. Uh, and then on the frontage of Shrewsbury, we were going to put two new, brand new buildings up. One was going to be a brand new coffee corral, and the other one was going to be a deli. Get out! This was – it all went through, and uh, one thing led to another, and just we – so before Coffee Corral, I was working with my father-in-law in construction. Uh, and so we, we had a job, and then we didn't, and then we got a job. And, yeah. then, and then one thing, we this vicious cycle of uh, jobs, 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 pandemic, wedding. Right. Do we need to do this anymore? Now look at now we're using this outdoor space. Uh, if we would have ended construction, end of construction would probably been February of March of 2020, just in time for that pandemic to hit. And so we'd have two... Two buildings that we're paying rent on, with all the not uh, be able to use really all the construction costs, uh, very similar to a uh, Count Basie. Yeah, which I feel. Yeah, so they built the whole Vogel. Yeah, I feel so bad for them. I, I mean, know. they'll come back. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they put millions of dollars into it, and now they were banking on those six hundred shows a year. So, are, are you still? Do you think you're still going to go through with this idea, or just kind of? Uh, it's on. I wouldn't say it's on a permanent cancellation but it's just it's definitely way yeah. back on the back burner yeah i would say the number one thing for us would be uh just to be in the community more yep uh so what we're doing right now is again we're trying to get back to the community the, for the kids man yeah uh the the ponies the petting zoos we're gonna do another we're gonna do a midsummer carnival we're looking again to do the music on the weekends um we're uh we're looking into a movie night 
uh, all these all That's these different awesome. ideas that would uh, uh, bring people together because uh, nothing makes me happier. We got, I got this one kid who cuts through from the primary school to his house every day. Yeah, and he like he'll tell me, "Hey, it looks good, but you could do a lot better." I don't think this kid's more than nine, and he <laughs> is. Dude, I saw He's like, him. hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> so, like, I saw him two weeks ago, and, and he walked through the corral, uh, as we like to call it, and he's like, eh, you, uh, you, could, you could clean it up a little bit. I'm dead serious, man. This kid, I love this kid. Uh, uh, this little Latino kid, man, he is, he's got my heart. And then I saw him the other day, and he's like, it looks good, but where are the flowers? I'm like, it's not planting season yet, man. Wow. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm almost gonna take the cotton candy machine out just to make him a cotton candy, so he can like yeah. stop busting just my. Just here, shut up, take this. <laughs> take this, kid. Uh, oh, I'll man. tell you, even just having that interaction is is wonderful because ten years ago that wasn't there. Yeah. Um, we do have a lot of people in the neighborhood um, that are customers, which is great. People do. We are now a destination where people will come to Red Bank just awesome. to come to us. That's awesome. Um. So if there's anything that I would like to expand on, I would just like to, let's say, I hope hopefully our service gets better, our product gets better, uh, and we remain busy. Yeah, man, I hope for the same thing, and that's and that's that movie idea you talked about. I love like I could just see in the that the side wall and the thing there, movie projection. I would be there, watch it. I'm a big movie guy. I'd be there every time. That uh, sounds awesome. So the nice thing about uh, the, the, the gift and the curse about working with my wife was before we worked together, she had all these ideas, but she couldn't implement. Right. Now she's got an impl- implement guy. And so now I'm uh, – like you saw those lights that are up? Yeah. She's like, oh, I want some lights in the yard. <laughs> yeah, right. So now she's got lights in the yard. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to do this. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's nice. She goes, no, 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 you got to put it together. So now I'm looking at speakers. I'm looking at a projector. I'm looking at this. I'm, and I'm <sighs> – Honestly, man, when you see those kids, though, when we had the we had a line for the scavenger hunt, uh, we got crushed. Uh, we had a line from the front door around the corner on Shrewsbury Ave. Yeah, almost intimidating. But like after an hour, when we kind of corralled everyone and got everyone settled, no pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, it <laughs> pun intended, everyone. <laughs> when we when we corralled everyone. Uh, it was nice to take a step back because the pressure was off, and then just to see everyone. We had spies, people, family members, and yeah. there was no complaining. No people were – everyone was just like, man, this is just so great, uh, especially in a year with a pandemic where someone – and you give me something to do. I'll do anything. Yeah. Oh, a petting zoo for my kids? I get my kids out of the house for four hours? Thank you very much. Uh, Midsummer Carnival coming, Coffee Corral, probably around 4th of July. Man. I can't wait. I'm super excited for all this, and I'll probably be back in tomorrow or Saturday to get some coffee and a chai latte for Jackie. Uh, we got some new stuff coming. Uh, stay tuned. Some new coffees. You know, it's funny. The last thing I want to say is we went to uh, – we, we we tried a new place for, for breakfast the other day um, in our town, uh, Almost Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, place is phenomenal. The, the food is just, like, out of this world. Um, and she ordered a chai latte, and the first thing she said was she goes, just – it's not as good as coffee corrals. She's like, it's good. She's like, it's not as good as coffee corrals. <laughs> uh, that makes my heart so big. Right? Like, I was, so like I was like, I was like, it's great. <laughs> uh, I have a very hard time traveling and finding coffee. 
Uh, not to say that there's bad coffee. I, I equate coffee to pizza. Yeah. I, I've never had bad pizza. Right. Just some is, is a lot better than others. Yeah. Uh, I'll drink gas station coffee. I'll drink any coffee you put in front of me. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah, we've all and been I'll there. And i pay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the as a roaster, that's the one thing you have to do. You have to drink coffee. How do you know what something tastes like if you don't drink it? Exactly. Like I just said at the roaster and tell you, this is a great bean. What is that based on? Uh, the color? <laughs> the sound? How yeah. It, the sound. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. Of, my wife this morning. There's sounds, man. We uh, she, she stopped and she goes, "There's something's not working." And I was, she's like, "I don't hear a sound in in coffee corral because everything is a hum. When everything's not humming." Oh wow. Okay. Oh, when you're when you're there, we're there enough. She got like that sixth sense. She like something's humming and something's not humming. I ended up like the fridge needed to like the fridge needed to kick. But like, <laughs> there's things are uh, some some people say we're there too much. That's awesome. I absolutely but it's hard. love it's it. Like, I'm, I'm very happy that uh, it's really nice to have somewhere to go every day that you truly enjoy being there. That like people come, like it's not like a, it's like a bar scene. People yeah. are, are constantly coming in and out, in and out. So you're having 10, 15, 20 conversations a day, and you're making people happy. Yeah, I'm one of them. My wife's one of them. We love it. Well, Eric, man, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. This was awesome. Um, Everybody, make sure you, if you haven't already, check out Coffee Corral. Um, as we always talk about, uh, the Local Fix Foundation, uh, the nonprofit organization that my friends and I founded, we are here um, working very hard to bring you new events this year as things open up a little bit more. We got a lot of cool things on the docket. Um, we'll have more episodes of the mix coming up where we talk with other local business owners and community owners. Um, thank you again, Eric, for coming. This was absolutely amazing. Um, Christian, thanks for making us look good and sound good, Ming and everybody else at a shared universe. You know, one thing to say. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Uh, hey, Go. guys, if you do come in, say hello, uh, but also say that you heard us on the podcast. Yeah. That's right. Now we're talking. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Cross promotion, baby. I love it. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, again for listening. Uh, Eric, thanks again. I'm Matt. Everybody, take care.